guys. It's the Altered State Podcast. It's the Great One episode, episode 99. Oh, the Sotoguchi, the Great One? I have that jersey. <laughs> that is my favorite jersey. It also just kind of feels like uh, we're, we're much closer to, uh, to Sotoguchi than we are to Wayne Gretzky. This is true. We're more of a Rick Vaughn kind of 99. <laughs> I think we're Ricky Vaughn. Burn bright, fade away fast. A little wild thing. Minus the... Well, we'll not talk about Charlie Sheen, personally. <laughs> um, we don't need to adapt him. We don't need to go there. We don't need to go there. We shit on Vin Diesel enough. Mm. Um, I don't even know what... God damn it. I hate that this is in my head. Fucking nine. When I read through, you know... When I'm reading through the news of the pop culture universe, trying to get all the good information for the people of the Alter State podcast... Sure, your, your hard, heavy research. You know, you gotta dig through some shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of that shit is Vin Diesel-related. Vin I, Diesel is excited... For the director's cut extended version of Fast and Furious 9 that's coming out soon. Didn't know that was a thing. Didn't know anybody needed that. But you're getting it. Well, nobody needed it, but nobody needed the last four Fast and Furious movies either. So clearly it's a fan base that's hungry. But what what confuses me and, and borderline concerns me is how much Vin Diesel news you really regularly do have. I know. Like, I know. It's he's not all over the place, B. You'd be surprised. No, you, no. I, I think you're I think you're looking for I it. I think the algorithm has got me somehow. Right. And I right. cannot shake it the figured diesel. figured out that Vin Diesel News is oh. gonna get your click. I can't shake the Vinny D that, news. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, I think you did this to yourself. You're right. You're probably right. Because I don't think he's everywhere. You're probably right. You're probably right. It's all Well, it's it's my search history is terrible. Let's not get into that. <laughs> if the only thing people know about my search history is Vin Diesel. I'm doing okay. I don't know. Based on some of the stuff I showed you before we went live, there's, there's, I'm just yeah. saying there's some things that I would rather we should, the world uh, know. We should stop talking about this before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, anyways, enough of that. That crap. What do you want to get into first? We got. I think let's not bury the lead. We finished recording today. Yep. And we're going to motherfucking wrestling at the chase. Wrestling at the chase. First time in 37 years. 37? And you're a part of it. Wow. That's right. This is a thing that I was just like, you're going to. Yeah, I'll go along with you because whatever. And you showed me that John Goodman hype video. That's right. And I mean, Dan Connor is going to get me hyped for him. Of course he is. He just does me like that. That's right. But I'm. I'm a lot more excited than I thought I was going to be. You are going to be present for the first time in 37 years. When you hear "woo" at the chase, because here comes Ric Flair. That's gonna be tight. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Like I'm, good time. I am actually, I am, I am far more excited he, than I thought. He I was may gonna. come out there and just promo Car Shield for four or five minutes, but I hope so. I'd rather him do that than take a clothesline you know and die on stage. What's hilarious I'm, is I'm, I'm, I'm afraid after, of that. Yep. After they uh, announced Ric Flair was gonna be there, they also announced uh, a new sponsor for NWA '73 Wrestling of the Chase. Car Shield. Imagine that. Imagine that. I wonder what his contract with them looks like. You think he has a contract? I mean, I don't know. He keeps showing I'm up sure for him, sure and now, and now they're now they're in bed together at the chase. He probably pays them. In, they probably pay him in cash and beer, and that's how he works. That's Ric Flair. That's Ric Flair. Ric Flair. His real name's Flair. You know that? The greatest. That's right. That's the greatest right. of all time. You know, that. That's uh, I saw that promo last night, and I'm sure they're going to play it. That's like the promo they're going to play at the beginning of the pay-per-view, because this is a pay-per-view. So, wow. the, so we could be on pay-per-view, man. 
Um, Get out that's of right. town. That's right. We are uh, Section B, Row 8. Look for us. That's right. Look for it. We should get a sign that says Altered State Rules or some shit like that. But anyways. Um, I don't even know what I was going to say. What was I saying? Uh, shit. Shit. Something about Ric Flair being great, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun. Like, do you oh, know, yeah. what is capacity at the chase? I'm not 100%, but it, it's got to be under 1,200. It's got to be. Wow. It's, I would not be shocked if it's closer to, like, eight. That is intimate. It's very intimate. My friend. It's one level. It's Just think back in the day when you could smoke in there, how, how great it was, like, back in the old arena days. Yeah, words words that I wouldn't put in that. Think saying, of how great it was when no one could breathe. I'm not saying it was great, but did you ever go to the arena when you could smoke there? Were you a part of the arena? I you? never once set foot in the arena. All right. I, I went there a when handful they, like, of times. When did, the, when did the Blues move? Oh, man. Um, 94? I, honestly, I do not. I got a picture on my wall out there. I could tell you when we walk outside, but I'm not 100% sure offhand. I, that sounds right. I believe they moved, or maybe they moved in 92 and they tore down the arena in 94. Something like, probably like, like that, yeah. The I arena remember, stood for a couple more years after. Yeah, yeah. I remember like watching on TV the arena fall, but like, so the first hockey game I ever went to was in 97. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've talked about my first hockey game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Blues Blackhawks, yeah. arena. Fighting the stands. And I still remember, you know, just the, and I'm colorblind, so this stands out. The yellowness of the walls from smoke, <laughs> um, but you know back then it, that was like every arena. But you know for you, sure when I can, I can picture it. It's one of the few things in my head I can close my eyes and see when I'm a kid, just my eyes shut, walking down those halls. You know, picture of Bobby Orr or who are uh-huh. fucking uh, uh, Brett Hall and Mal McKenna or stuff like that, and then just yellow, orange walls covering oh. you know, but it looked fucking hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, for lack of a better word, it was very slap shot. I remember how tight it was when I was in high school going to hockey games. And uh, they used to open up the garage as a smoking section. Sure. So you'd pay extra to park in the garage, go with your homies, step out for a smoke, and just have a cooler full of beer in, right. in your trunk. So yep. like when we were in high school, yeah. My fake ID was fine at Schnooks. It was not. Yeah. It was yeah. not up to uh, Keel Center standards. Sure. So sure. like we yeah. would just we'd all mob into an SUV. My uh, and split the twenty dollars to park there, yep. and then just get shit housed in between periods. I'm, I got no shame. My junior senior year, then early college days, I was spoiled when it came to the hockey. Man, Grandpa mm. had the luxury box. We oh, had man. the private parking. We'd park, walk in. The box was like literally right there. Oh. Two cases of beer every time you came in, um, bathroom, bro. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't get to go ever. I didn't get to go to a lot of hockey when I was a kid. It's like, um, my dad is more of a baseball guy than anything. Um, so we went to like probably four or five ball games a year, but also add on to it the fact that like the Cardinals sucked when I was a kid. And the place holds forty five thousand, yeah. and there's eighty one games a year. Yeah. So going to the ball game is much more affordable than sure. going to a hockey game, of course. especially like at the same time the Blues were fucking awesome. Right. So it was an expensive ticket. So I went. I only went to probably five games when I was a kid, and then by the time I got into high school, and I was working and doing my own shit, that was when I really got into hockey. Um, and it also coincided with like the one 
five-year stretch that the Blues were really bad. Yeah. So, like, you could go sit on the glass for 10 bucks. Sure. And so me and my friends, I went, I went to probably 25 games a year from, like, 06 to 09 because it was just cheap. Sure. Like, it didn't cost shit, and we didn't have anything else to do because we were young. Um, and then the, and the team sucked. Yep. And then, like, as soon as the team got good again, I got to go to a bunch of games in, like, 11, 12... And then as soon as they got like real good again, it was like, all right, John, yep. you're 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 back uh you're back in the tax bracket now where you can only afford to go <laughs> two, maybe three times a year. <laughs> or if your homies got tickets. If uh this is, you know, we're obviously a straight hockey podcast, that's why we're doing this. Clearly. If I had to your most memorable live hockey game you've been to, do you have pop right in your head right away? Or do you have to think about it? Um I remember it, it, it's twofold. That these are just my my knee jerk quick quick ones. Yeah. Um, growing up, my favorite player was Martin Brodeur. Mm-hmm. Like he was my guy. Um, so when it was his last season, or what was assumed to be his last season, he was with the Devils. I got glass tickets for the Devils' last game in St. Louis, and okay. I thought I was seeing Brodeur for the last time. Okay. Um, and I was thrilled with it. It was a wonderful game. And then the year later, when he signs with the Blues, it just happened to work out that his first home game as a Blue was two days after my birthday. Yeah. And every year that, like, for my birthday, Libby gets me, Libby and her mom pitch in and get me really good seats for the nearest home game to my birthday. Okay. That's always my birthday gift. So I already had dynamite seats for Brodeur's first start in St. Louis. Um, so those two stick out to me as, like, Really memorable. Um, ooh, I can't believe I didn't go this way. I was at Game 7 when they beat uh, – or not Game 7. It was Game 6? Yeah, Game 6 against Winnipeg, round 1 of 2019. Um, my buddy – Oh, that's right. I remember, yeah. Yeah, my, my buddy Jeff, who's yep. the, um, the band teacher at the school I used to teach at, um, was hired to be like a trumpet hype man – at the games, and so he had his media credentials, and his wife had just given birth to their first kid, so she couldn't come. She she was always the one to accompany them. So he called me. He was like, "Hey, you want to come?" So I got to see you know Schwartz with the hat trick. Right. Got to see right. the handshake line, right. which was something that I always thought was cool. Nice. So I, I would say those those are the ones that stand out the most. I'd have to go back and check the year, but I'm pretty sure it's either. 98 or 99, it was the last game of the season. Playoffs are already set. We know we're playing Detroit first round. Uh-huh. Last game of the season is against Detroit. Shit hit the fan. I like that was awesome. The third period. And that's the thick of that rivalry, too. Oh, that's when man. those teams fucking hated each Goalies other. Goalies threw down in the third period because they knew two days oh. later, we're fucking you guys up again. Like, oh, it that's was awesome. It was everybody starts fighting, and it was that move. It wasn't uh, Grant Fuhr. Who the hell was the goalie then in 98 or 99? Um, Manny Legacy? That doesn't sound right. I can't remember offhand. I, I'll have to go back. Maybe it was. But it was one of those moves where... Roman Turek. That sounds correct, yes. You know, mouthing off over here, mouthing off over here. These guys are fighting. Goalies are yelling. Goalies just do the whole sprint oh, and just collide man. at the center ice. And it was the, one of the greatest. That's incredible. You know, eighty some minutes of penalty. You know, in the in the final uh, two minutes of the game, it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Oh man! Um, and then I went to the 
playoff game like two days later. Like oh, it was just and that whole I don't a remember perfect who, storm. I don't remember who won the. I would assume Detroit probably won that round. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It might have been the Roman Turk year. Could have, yeah. That they, uh, who they run into in the second round. Or they ran into... Kings? Who been the Kings back then? No. No. They, there was one year they lost to Colorado on the way to the Colorado winning the Cup. And another year they lost to Dallas on the way to them winning the Cup. Dallas sounds actually more right. That would have been 2000. It would have been very recently after losing Brett Hall. So that sounds about right. Yeah, that would have been 2000. Because he was on that team that won the Cup. In, in Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas, yeah. yeah. Yep, that sounds about right. Anyways, enough of that. Um, so we're excited. Our, our history of live events in St. Louis. So we're excited for Wrestling at the Chase. I was. Um, when I think about Dynamite Sport Event, I got so mad last week. I'm, this is the last thing about sports I'm going to no. say. Maybe. Um, I was at the game when I was a kid that... Uh, the Cardinals were playing the Padres, and coming into the game, McGuire had 499 bombs, yeah. and Tony Gwynn had 2,999 hits. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, it's going to happen in the same game. And McGuire hit the bomb. I was there for his 500th. But Tony Gwynn went over and got mm-hmm. 3,000 yep. at, at yep. the Expos uh, the next day. But what I was, th- I came so close to it this week, I, had, I went to uh, Tuesday's game. Against the Tigers, um, and uh, Miguel Cabrera was oh, sitting sure. at 499 home runs yeah. forever, yeah, and then hit his 500th like two days before. I saw 501. So saw 501. Ooh, boy, that did was I? Was a big 501. Did I see 501? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that was a piss missile. I went to one more sports thing. I went to almost every game, home game, when McGuire broke the record that year. Mm. I went to almost. I probably went, seriously, maybe I missed two games. I was there for everything. That's incredible. Um, but one of the most memorable home runs I've ever seen was on Father's Day, Ken Griffey hit a home yes, run. Yes, his 500th while his dad was and there. And his dad was there. We, me and Noah were there for that game, and we had, we were first row right next to the visitor dugout. So when he came over to hug his dad, his dad was like right, like four seats down from us. Oh. I was bawling my eyes out. I'm sure. I mean, and thinking about it right now, it brings tears to my eyes. Oh just for my God, that's numerous incredible. reasons. Amazing. That's one of the so most cool. amazing things in sports in general right. was a cool, just to be Fuck there. Yeah. For, it's Fuck one thing yeah. to watch it on TV, and I, I'm sure watching on TV, I would have been emotional. But being yeah. right there, it's that whole. Yeah. Oh, With oh, your boy, no less. Oh. When he's tiny. Right. Yep. And it's like, there's also, there's the Griffey of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, Griffey is that guy. And that was the for, first time I saw Griffey play. Live. Everybody, sure, from your age to my age, like everybody in that ten year stretch. If you tell me Ken Griffey Jr. is not your favorite baseball player, you're I think liar. you're a liar. Right. I think you're full of shit. Right? Like that's right. Ken Griffey Jr. made all of us love baseball. Right? It, it's he is one, and you're when you when you say who's your favorite baseball player of the '90s, the conversation is really who's your second favorite baseball player sure. in the '90s? Yeah, because it's it, it it just is Ken Griffey. Yep. Like and so for him to do that in St. Louis awesome. with his dad, it like awesome. that's so cool. It was something cool to see. It was yeah. something cool to see. I'm wicked jealous. Um, moving along, should we go right into the Spider-Man trailer? Oh, or do you want to save that uh, for, let, let's for just, dessert? Let's just let's just dive in. Let's do it. So first of all, is that even Doctor Strange? Yes, I don't think it is. You don't think so? I don't think it is. Who do you think it is? 
I've said Mephisto too many times on the show. It, it is not fucking Mephisto, man. Um, they are fucking with us with I all the so. Mephisto shit. Probably. But I just don't think it's... There's just too much... I don't know. Here's, here's what... I don't think... Well, I don't know. Here's what I do know. Marvel puts out trailers to fuck with you. Yes. 40% of what's in that trailer will not be in the goddamn movie. Maybe. Based on previous trailers, that's where I'm going. Okay. I think that's fair. It was a weird interaction with Wong. Yeah. Um, It's a weird wink with Peter. He seems Botoxy to me, if you look at him, more more than Cumberbatch usually does. Okay. I just feel like he's a. I don't. I'm not. We see the picture of uh, Peter as the devil. Like they're teasing Mephisto. They are. are. But I also I think they are teasing Mephisto strictly because everybody on planet fucking Earth thought that Mephisto was going to show up in in WandaVision for like really very minimal clues. Yeah. So I have a feeling that we will not be seeing Mephisto anytime soon. Maybe. But Feige is playing into the fact that like, oh, maybe you, you, you guys think you know what we're doing? Because like I look at that and feel like in the first, in Doctor Strange's only standalone movie, he was pretty devil may care with magic. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he he's the type of guy that would do an ill-advised thing. Totally. Right? Um, I also think there is something that I think is going to be explored in this movie as much as it was explored in the last one. I, like, clearly, this it was a big theme in Spider-Man Far From Home. I think it's going to continue to be a theme mm-hmm. that Tony Stark was, was Peter's proxy father mm-hmm. in the superhero world. And I feel like... Doctor Strange is going to see this as a moment. He, I think Doctor Strange is seeing Peter Parker as a fucking kid mm-hmm. and knowing that he doesn't have anyone and says, all right, I'll take care of you. And I, I, I think... I don't think that's Doctor Strange-like. But we saw how, how glib he treated magic in the first movie. I think, he, I think it is. And I think between what's happening with uh, Kang... Mm-hmm. And the multiverse already splitting. I think we're gonna have that playing with kind of Strange's emotional connection to Peter, and those two things are gonna merge into this really delightful little ball of that working out. Um, we saw Matt Murdock's hands. Possibly, I don't know. No, I don't think. God so. damn it, it is. No, I if, don't know. If if anything is. Good and right in this world. I think that is Matt Murdock. I think he shows up in this movie, but I don't think that was him in that interrogation scene. Only because if you slow it down, then maybe it's Foggy Nelson. If that's Foggy, that's I would, fine. I would take that only I'll, because there's a little bit of a gut. I'll, I'll take it if it's a yeah. uh, what's what's his name? Fulton Reed. Why can't I think of that actor's name? Because he's Fulton Reed. <laughs> he is yeah. just Fulton Reed to me. What is it? Uh, how many does he make out of the like nine out of ten or seven out of ten or something like that? What the hell was that? Yeah, yeah, I forget what it was. Four out of ten? What the fuck it was? I forget. Um, there's so much in that trailer. That's why it's... Uh, well, I'm just, let me pull back to what I was going to say. We saw almost all of the... Um, um, we saw allusions to the Sinister Six. We did. We, we saw the Goblin Bomb, or the yes. Pumpkin Bomb. Yes, we saw lots And of we bo- saw Doc Ock. Yes. We saw awful, Lightning Strike. A lot of I- Lightning, yep. Um, uh, we, I think we saw one more. Um, what else did we see? Shit, I meant to write that down. Sandman. Yes, we saw some. Yes. 
or or what could easily be Sandman totally. also could not be right. at all. I would I like mean, I, like I have for to real, believe. I think the only two that like they actually straight up gave us were Green Goblin and, and Doc, Doc Ock. Sure, yeah, yeah. But to me, that he's playing music over there. Yeah, you know that's that's how I'm doing. Where'd that come from? Uh, we were on a new computer, folks. Was that on my computer? Um, yes, we we were on we were on a new computer, trying some new things for for reasons that will come about eventually. That's right. Um, and that your your screensaver is just all albums. So I just oh cli- I, I didn't I, realize I, I just clicked to like turn off the screensaver. Started playing and some, it actually activated one of the songs. Playing some Beatles right there. So we're, my bad. We're definitely getting sued for that one. Yeah. Um, Vulture has to show up, right? I mean, I think so. That's that. That's logical, right? I, I believe it has to be. Um, then who else are we missing? I am just. Well, they tease Scorpion. Yeah, in the first one, a little bit, a little bit. Not in the trailer, but no, in the but first in the end movie. of that one, yeah. I am just. It, it's you know, this is why I love Spider Man totally, but I just I hate that things never work out for him like. I, it makes me so sad that like him and MJ have that that those moments of happiness, sure. and you know it's getting taken away. That this movie is about ripping those away, right? Right. And that's one of the things that makes Spider-Man right. such an interesting character to talk about is that he has these very human right. problems. Right. Like his personal life is a fucking wreck all of the time. Of course, right? But God, it still just hurts. Like just yeah. L- oh yeah. Let it, it be okay. Based on what I've read, that. Uh, they're pulling stories from certain comic book themes. I would assume that um, Aunt May probably at some point gets critically injured. Not dead, but I think she gets critically injured. That's, that's that like scene. Like the Civil War. Yep. Yeah, that, that, happened, that, that happened in the Civil War. That's that scene. You see Happy, like, staring at the house. There's, like, you know, guys got their yeah. lasers pointed. I think that's Happy looking at something happened to her. Maybe the Green Goblin bombed him out or, you know, something like that. Well, so but, during Civil War, when everyone finds out his identity... I can't remember. Was it Kingpin or Green Goblin? Kingpin puts out a Aunt hit May. on Aunt May. Yeah. Or I don't know if he puts a hit out on him and they miss and hit it, but Aunt May gets hit. Aunt May gets hit killed by Green during by, Civil War. Because of Kingpin, yes. Yeah. Which I think... Because Spider-Man goes to jail and fucking tries to kill him. And right. It's such a bad... Like, right. That is one of my favorite series of pages in comic book history. My... Is Peter sure. Parker, as Peter Parker, fucking in prison. Up. Yep. Beating the tar out of yep. uh, out of Wilson um, Fisk, and this could just be so cool. you know he's looking at somebody else, not really looking at the scene they showed us. But when Doc Ock shows up and says hello, Peter, how does he fucking know that's Peter Parker? That's a different Peter than he knew. If because that's he's, the same because scene, because he's not talking to that Peter. That's what I, that's what I think too. But I'm just we, we are going to like because that's the thing. I think we while while Marvel and Sony haven't announced it. We are getting Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get any hint of them in the trailer. No. I am interested to see also what... We didn't actually see Green Goblin. Hmm. What Green Goblin are we getting? Because not, not James Franco. Well, so, well, we're not getting James Franco. Right. I feel like we would have heard more on the rumor mill if we were getting Willem Dafoe. I am one, here's my thought. Are we getting a Green Goblin 
that is actually going to be a new Green Goblin that sets up in this universe. Sure. You know, like, right. because I feel like after this, we're not done with Spider-Man. Right. They're going to keep making movies. Green Goblin is his greatest foe, and we don't have one established in this universe right. yet. Right. So, like, do you, if, if obviously you have to get to a place where you have a Green Goblin in this universe. Do you bring in a Willem Dafoe just for the for the sake of doing it? Sure. I, I don't think they're not going to bring back Dane DeHaan. No, I no. hope. Yeah, I don't. Um, so like, but I also feel like is this the right way to introduce a new like right. all of it, to, it? That feels very muddy to me. Right. There's a lot of questions that I don't feel like I even have a preference. I don't. I trust them. Sure. But I just like. I mean, that's definitely the same pumpkin bomb that Willem Dafoe used. It appears so, yes. Like, but it, it almost feels like a waste of a villain to bring him back. I don't have an answer for that, but you talking about that made me think of this. Does Peter Parker die in this? And then we come up with a Miles, the next version of Spider-Man. He, to, you know, because in... You know, he has died. Uh, Peter Parker has sacrificed himself to save the multiverse for other Spider-Men, Spider-Women. Sure. I, I'm not... Wow. That's, that's huge. That'd be a monster. But I don't know if that's even on the table. I don't know, man. Like, I, while Tom Holland seems to love the role, this will be, what, his... Fourth or fifth? Eighth movie? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, oh, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be his third standalone Spider-Man, right. but also Civil War, also yep. Endgame, yep. also... Infinity War. Infinity so yeah. so this will be, yeah, this will be his seventh. Yep. Like, does he want to do it forever? Okay, based on what you just said, too, who was his father figure? Tony Stark. And what did he do? He jumped on the grenade. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's some Shakespearean shit right there. That thought did not cross my mind at all, but that would be really powerful. And that'd be a really cool way and you could still use, to give you Miles Morales. Exactly. And you can still use Toby and Andrew and other multiverses as that Spider-Man, but now you have... I, I think this is a one and done for Toby and Andrew. I don't know if it is. I, I, I think this is very much just like... I'm not saying they're going to be big parts going forward, but if you have the multiverse out there, how can that be the end for them? I think that... Because I think they're just existing for the sake of, like, bringing this story in. I think we're going to see... <clears throat> I don't think we're going to see Spider-Man in a multiversal sense beyond this. Like I think so I think the multiverse as it's going to be explored is going to be explored with 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 the characters that are the main feature of any given movie, right? So I think we're going to get um a multiversal element in say Black Panther um, which actually would be kind of perfect, giving the limitations there under under the sad passing of almost exactly one year ago yeah. of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to get a multiversal look at Guardians and at Thor. Um, but I think this is going to be it for Spider-Man, just because I think it's such a it's such an expensive endeavor. Because you have to coordinate with Sony, so the pe- so the pie gets cut too many ways, and then you have 
Andrew Garfield, who didn't really love the experience of being Spider-Man, and I think it probably took quite a bit of cheese to bring him back, is going to be my guess. Yeah. Is that he's not going to be very heavily featured, and it co- he costs a lot of money. Do you see Toby again? I, I'd leave the door open for Toby. Yeah. Clearly he loved doing Spider-Man, and he doesn't have a ton else going on, mm-hmm. and maybe it works, but I just... I don't know. I'd be hard-pressed to imagine we're getting a lot of them in the future. I wouldn't say a lot, but I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they'll still be... Like like in a uh, an Endgame, when they begin the... It was the beginning of Endgame, when they all appear virtual. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. You see them somehow that we have a communicator Maybe. between realities or whatever, or dimensions Maybe. or something along those lines. Um, Maybe. You know. I, you know what I think we are more likely to see? I think we are more likely to see the previous iterations of Fantastic Four in the multiverse a bunch. Because now Marvel owns all of that property. Sure. I also think there's some really fun things you can do with both Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That both previous Human Torches. Yeah. Are established Marvel characters. Right, right. That's too fun to not do something with. I agree. I agree. Like, how the when you have the multiverse and those guys, like, it, it, that is just, it's too fun not to. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what's Jessica Alba doing? What's Ian Griffod doing? What What's Michael Chiklis doing anymore? Miles yeah. Teller. Like, all, um, Mara Rooney. That, like, they just don't have a ton of... And I think you have more control over those characters. Sure. I also think since you are introducing the new Fantastic Four and the scientific nature of the Fantastic Four, I think they are just going to play a larger role in the narrative than Spider-Man is. And I think you you don't have to cut the pie. Sure. You know, like you own it. I also think we're going to see multiversal... X-Men in a big bad way. Sure. Because now there's ownership. Yeah. That I think... Yeah. I feel like this is the big Sony nut where they're like, all right, cool. We're going to do this and you're going to see how tight it is and how much money we can make you, but then we're going to go play with our toys and do the exact same thing and make all the money for ourselves because you're greedy assholes. I still think we're going to see Venom somewhere in Marvel, though, too. I just don't think it's over. Maybe. I think he's going to pop up there at some point. But I... Nothing would make me happier than you being correct. But. Well, good news for you. I'm usually correct. <laughs> We've made so much uh, just appear out of nothing with this podcast. Just materialize? I'm telling you. One but, more thing would not be uh, insane to think of. I just. I still have my gripes with that. I have my gripes with Venom. Like, how does Sony make a Venom movie and not feature Spider-Man? I agree. I am really. I don't care how fun that movie was and how excited I am for Let There Be Carnage and show me they have Woody Harrelson yeah. is Carnage. That's awesome. Yep. But, like, the fact that they don't, like, they are in direct correlation. That's, and I am. That's a fair argument. I'm as not a argu- fan, yeah. I am aggravated. I can that. agree with that. And I, I will always be. You, I, that, that anger can't be undone. I wish I could fix it for you. I wish you could, too. I mean, because Tom Hardy is a joy. I agree. I, the, that's what makes me mad, is yeah. I like the movie. Right, right. I like what they're doing. I just don't like... How they're doing it? How? Yeah. You, oh, 
Venom has similar powers and a similar look as Spider-Man, but he has never been attached to Peter Parker. Like, no, I know. no. I'm with you. I'm with you. That, that is, that is incongruent. That does not work. Maybe they just show him like he was attached to Eric Foreman or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> the multiverse Eddie Brock. That's right. That's right. Was well, his name Eddie Brock in the other oh, one? Oh yeah. That's why. That's why. Oh yeah. That was Eddie Brock. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. That was a terrible. Venom. Nerdy Eddie Brock. Yeah. Again, they've never done Venom right. Nope. Nope. Um, and it bothers me because he doesn't seem to be that hard of a character to get right. Right. That's what, that, like, I, there's some that, like, I understand how you make a misstep. I understand how you mess up Fantastic Four. I do. You know, I, I understand how you mess up Justice League, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you mess up Venom. They're gifted. Dumb, jealous jock. Yeah. yeah. That hates, like, the, especially early Venom, pretty two-dimensional. Right. It's like doing a Punisher type thing. Yeah. But they fucked that up a lot, too. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just one of those, unfortunately, Venom, because it's part of Sony, way more hands are in the fucking pot that need to be stirring right. than is it Marvel. Marvel has one guy who kind of, this is what we're doing. Frustrating. Not so much on the uh, DC side or the Sony side. B. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, that that trip. Did you notice the ultimate wink in that trailer? Um, so the trailer was released August twenty third. Mm-hmm. All the way back in Wandavision, the first episode. The they they open up their calendar. There's a big heart. August 23rd. Oh, no kidding. I didn't see that part. That And the whole right, episode is about what's important about this day? What's important about this day? And everyone's been asking for a Spider-Man trailer, and they never announced when they would do it, and it just materialized out of nowhere on August 23rd. Oof. What a treat of a troll job. Yeah. That is Mephisto. Are you right? That is chef's kiss. No shit. That is just... That is gorgeous. That is pretty nice. That is Kevin Feige at his finest. Like what a what a treat! Well done, sir. Um, that's all I got for Spider-Man trailer. I can't think of anything else. I mean, there's so much in that trailer. Yeah, um, I, I I know that I am I am thrilled for it. Of course, I'm so excited. Of course, and I keep forgetting that we are a week. We're less than a week away from Shang Chi. Yeah, which gonna is awesome. going to be tight. Yeah, that's going to be a fun time. I think there's going to be a lot in that people aren't expecting. For sure, I think so. I hope so. Well, I, I feel like Shang-Chi is the right property to kind of toe the line between mystical magical and real life action. Sure. And like and I think that's what that's one thing that I've really been struggling with with the MCU as a whole right now is that it feels like half of it is firmly entrenched in magic and mysticism. And half of it is firmly entrenched in, like, military combat. And where did those two things get married? Not in the Eternals. Nope. Not in Doctor Strange. Yep. You know, not in Spider-Man. But Shang-Chi all of a sudden is like, huh. Yeah. Are you the property that that shows me the middle? Right. That shows me the truth? Right. Yeah, there's so much they could do um, with that that would bleed into everything else. I mean, they right. could, you know, so I feel like this is me. 
you know, I look at it, maybe it's like an Ant-Man to where people are like, oh, this is just kind of an extra thing. But when you look back at it, it's important shit going on in right. Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Ant-Man is just goddamn entertaining. Straight. Well, And if Shang-Chi is just purely entertaining, that's a win. Yep. 100%. Like, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be more than what Ant-Man was. But if it just is what Ant-Man was, I call that a win. Totally. And in fairness, kung fu movies are tight. No so doubt. If, it, yeah. if it's just a badass kung fu movie, that's enough for me. Absolutely. You want to stay with Marvel? Do a little what if? Yeah, let's let it ride. What'd you think? That was fun. It was a sweet one. Yeah. I feel like I am loving that show more and more every week. I dig that show a lot. Like, I like... I, I am a big fan of when that show really gives me some what-ifs. You know, like, the first episode didn't feel as much like a what-if. Like, it was like, all right, what if Peggy Carter gets it and, and Steve Rogers doesn't? Right. But then they go on the same exact adventure. Right. Like, that just didn't feel yeah. like... That was like, oh, well, yeah, I, right. I can imagine that. That's right. the, It's just female Captain America now. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah. not a ton there that's, like, weird. But then, like, the next one, what if it's T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Much different, yeah. That got, that got pretty weird. Yep. And this one, like, even further, like, yeah, what if we all just fucking killed him? Like, all right. Right. Like... Yeah, man, show me that world. Well, and I love the idea that, not the idea, but I wasn't looking at, spoiler, by the way, I wasn't thinking, uh, Tank Pym. Right. That was the last person. Out of the blue. You know, even watching the the, the cold open, or the uh, um, uh, opening credits, oh, fucking Michael Douglas, sweet, what's he going to do in this? Right. I had no idea. And then I didn't even think. Nope. Like, I just forgot. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, it was a real, I thought it was a great story. A good little story. I mean, that's a classic comic book yeah, just, arc right there. I yeah. Mean, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, fun, fun. It's fun every time. I've never had a bad one. Even the, you know, the first one wasn't my favorite, but it was still a fun little time. Right. It, it was not, the first one wasn't disappointing at all. And I, I also like, as I look back on it, I do think the first one is going to serve... As, as a nice kind of ease in, you know, like, it's not ragingly different. So you're able to just kind of wrap your head around the animation style and wrap your head around kind of the storytelling style sure. without having to feel that wildly different. Whereas then with each passing episode, it gets weirder and weirder and what ifier and what ifier. Right. And... I, I appreciate that. Big time, yeah. And I also think the first one is, like, because Captain Carter vanished into a portal and then reemerged years later, I think we're going to get more with that middle time. Right. That's all of a sudden going to deliver. Sure. So, like, while the first one was not, certainly not the most exciting to me, um, because it was so similar to what we got in First Avenger, I do think it's going to serve its purpose once it has that time to kind of mature into the story. Sorry about that hum there, guys. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. I, uh, I I look forward to this every week. I watch it when it comes out Thursday nights or Wednesday nights, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually again the next day just to make sure I didn't catch anything when I was tired. Right. It's a fun show, man. Uh, speaking of fun things on Disney+, Plus, tell me, I know you didn't, but I'm just going to... 
tell me you watched that making of Mandalorian Luke Skywalker episode. You nope. fucking nope. dummy. No, nope. no. Nope. Oh my god. Hey, I got caught up in the Bad Batch. B. It's so good. I'm going to have more free time coming up soon. So, this last Wednesday really, really hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I come home from work thinking like, oh, cool. I got I got a new episode of What If. I got I got 25 minutes of TV that I can be in and out. Right. No, they dropped Mandalorian Gallery. They also dropped the next five episodes of Behind the Attraction. And, you know, it's a small world episode. Ah, oh, Chef's Kiss. Castles episode, killer. Like I, I have had to slowly digest those because just Disney parks just the greatest thing to ever happen. <laughs> I, I just find them to be so damn magical. And like the uh, um, it's a small world episode is essentially just like how audio animatronics were created. Super neat. Super, super neat. Like, Imagineers are the greatest people on planet Earth. They're doing the Lord's work. They, they make magic real. I, I mean, every time you talk about it, I feel bad, because I they always sound interesting. I always really mean to go watch them. I just never pull the trigger. Oh, never pull the trigger. Just painfully good. And, like, the the um, the Luke Skywalker, how, how they did Luke Skywalker episode, mm-hmm. so sick. Like... So sick. Oh, I cannot... Fucking microphone here. I, I cannot express enough I, how, how blessed we are to live in a world with Disney+. Plus. I would uh, it is second gift, that for sure. Yeah. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Speaking of the gifts that it's giving, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to continue to double in. Do it. I was looking at a release schedule recently. Starting with the release of Book of Boba Fett... Which is sometime in December. Mm-hmm. We have every week for the entirety of 2022 a new piece of Star Wars. It's a good year. We are getting Book of Boba Fett right into Obi Wan, right into the Cassian Andor series, right into Bad Batch season two, right into Mandalorian, um, and add into that. The another Lego Star Wars holiday special, which is going to be super fun. Yep. And four more episodes of Star Wars Gallery behind the scenes of those things. Yep. We are going to get Star Wars every week, Brandon, for more than a year, for like 56 weeks. That's pretty nice. It's a pretty good world we live in nowadays. Like, what? It's wild. What a time yep. to be alive. And that's not even including the following year we're going to get Ahsoka. Right. And we're going to get... Uh, the Acolyte, which is arguably what I'm most excited about. Yeah. We're going to get that uh, Rogue Squadron movie. Like, just a, an, an embarrassment of riches. It really is. That doesn't include everything that Marvel's going to do next year. Right. Like, wh- what? And the sporadic DC things. What? Yeah. Yeah, the two of them that are going to be okay. Right, right. Not good, this but there. okay. It'll be there, yeah. You need you need palate cleansers. Um, yeah, it's... It's wild to think of all the shit that's coming out. Um, you know, I know mm. we had a we had a rough year there last year, but uh, boy, is it painful. They're making up now. for it. Yeah, mm. Mm, mm, mm. it's gonna be fun stuff. And Sorry. the countdown is to, down to uh, 
roughly 65 days in that ballpark uh, for Ghostbusters. That's right. Which is the most important film. That's right. The coming out. Yep. How can uh, I forget? I, I, I love Star Wars as much as I love almost anything on this earth. I love Marvel. I love Disney deeply. But nothing holds a candle to Ghostbusters. That's going to be so much fun. And Afterlife will be here I did watch, before uh, we even know it. Ghostbusters 2 was on TV last night, so I had to watch that. It's a fun ride. You uh, know, like, people shit on Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. And, no. and for fair reason, it is it is definitely not as good as Ghostbusters. I still had a great time. Yeah. But, like, that's a pretty unfair... It is. ...characterization yeah. or, or comparison, because Ghostbusters is a perfect film. Yep. Like, yep. It, it just is perfect. They're... I am not even willing to listen to a critique on Ghostbusters 1. Don't even try it. Don't have one. It's foolish. It's a fool's errand. One. Yep, yep. Ghostbusters 2, not a perfect movie. But a fun movie. Still a fair, good movie. Yep. An entertaining movie. It hits the hits the spots you want to hit. Yeah, it yeah. does what it needs to. It is just not flawless. And in reality, how many flawless movies can you name? Under 10. Yeah, I'd have to sit there and think about you it. You know, right. Yeah. like Ghostbusters... Empire Strikes Back. Shit. Outside of that, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Those yeah. are the only two perfect films. I'd have to really think about like, it for a yeah, little while. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure more exists. Sure. But, like, those two are perfect. Yeah. Can't argue that. Can't argue that at all. Titans? Did you watch the last episode of Titans? Oh, my God. I forgot. Oh. This is what goes on in life, that I forget that there's even a... Oh my god! So you didn't watch it then? I did not. Okay. I did not watch That's episode okay. five, episode five. Yes, right. Yeah, the yeah. last episode that I watched was the follow up of Hank's death, and they they were in the cabin. He was in the cabin with okay. Scarecrow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, Damn it! Well, I won't even say anything. Then. It's it's a very good episode. It's all silly. It's all silly. Uh, so you're satisfied with it? I'm very sad. I've I've enjoyed the season very much. It's probably the most I've enjoyed Titans in general. Up to this point. Okay. I don't, you know, um, I think it's a fun little ride. It Titans is what it is. I, yeah. I, I, I said it last here's, week. It, it, here's it the serves funny thing. its purpose. purpose. Um, not funny thing. I believe the last time we talked about Titans, I said one of my favorite things was not a lot of Bruce Wayne this year. Yeah. A little more Bruce Wayne than you want in this last episode. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad, but it's it's like, shit, I shouldn't have said anything. Just had to eat some crow real yeah, quick. Yeah, because he popped up more than he has in any other episode in that last episode. Huh. And it wasn't like, I'm not going to blow it. You know, it's it, it's more of a flashback episode than it is. Here's like the current. thing with Titans. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm having fun with it. But it's the type of thing that if you spoil the episode before I watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Not going to break my heart. It, it basically goes through... Like, um, if you spoiled the season finale, I'd be frustrated. Totally, like, I wouldn't totally. do that. But mid, right. mid-season, yeah, right. that's fine. We can talk about it. Um, it flashes back, like, six, eight months um, to kind of tell you how... Jason Todd... Jason Todd, Todd got in this connection with Grace. Scarecrow. Kinda. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm for that. And without... A bit like, of a bottle episode. Yeah, without spoiling anything major. I mean, nothing happened, but, you know, Batman... Well, Bruce Wayne, he's never batman this. Notices, uh, you know, a lot of crazy dreams he's having and things like that. Go talk to this shrink. She knows all about us. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she can keep. But Tell me it's Harleen Quinzel. It's not. It's not. But um, there's a picture on her desk or whatever. She knew Crane at some point before he was a scarecrow. So that's kind of 
the end room. Okay. Is what it looks like. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, anyways. Um, so basically, it's Batman's fault. Oh, of course it is. So. If, if there's one thing we can take away from Titans in its entirety, everything's Batman's everything's fault. Everything's Batman's fault. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, the show you, is really just about the failures of Batman. I don't think there's anybody else... I can't remember offhand. In that entire episode, except for like four or five people, like Bruce yeah. Wayne, Jason, the Shrink, Scarecrow, and maybe a little bit of um, Dick Grayson. May I can't, I can't remember now. But anyways, um, not my favorite episode, but not a bad one by yeah. any means. Um, An important one, one that totally, it, it yeah. connects the dots. Well, may, yeah, because for the whole season, you're like, all right, well, all of a sudden. Wait, Scarecrow designed this? How'd this fucking happen? Yeah. This makes it seem like a little bit... All right, well, that's a little bit more plausible, I guess, but... Okay. You know. I'm here for that. It's still a superhero show, so what are you going to do? Right. And it, like, but it, it's a superhero show that understands its purpose. It totally. doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, it, it knows what it's trying to deliver, and it delivers just on that. Yep. Which is fun. I don't know what's up my microphone today. Getting a lot of feedback. Pissing me off. Um, yeah, that's all I had for Titans. Um, mm-hmm. Since you haven't seen it, Jeez. I know what's uh, what's on your list today, man. Lacking my big things for this week were the gallery and behind the attraction. Oh, so two things um, I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Who's not doing their job yeah. now, Brandon? We don't plan this show very well. Yeah, the best stuff on planet Earth. Right, right. I'm just. Too pumped up for wrestling at the chase. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, man. It's before, I, I I'm looking forward to uh, to to talking a little bit about that. That will definitely be on the agenda for next week's show. Heck Coming yeah. up, uh, we're looking at two shows next week. That's right. That's right. That's we're the plan. new. We're uh, we're looking at episode hundred. So we had to we had to celebrate appropriately. Something special. So we're gonna do uh, probably Saturday um, a bit of an episode hundred. Kind of, uh, kind, of, kind of different kind of episode. That's right. That's right. Um, we have a few things planned for, and then we're going to do be back with a traditional episode next Sunday at regular, uh, regularly scheduled programming. That's right. That's right. Um, but that might be it. It might just be time to to take a breather, get yourself pumped up, get a few more woos in um, <laughs> for our wrestling at the chase here in just a couple hours. I think I need it. All right. I think I need it. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys.